and welcome to the Prigya Rora show where we discuss law entrepreneurship and innovation with people who have been there and done that my name is Prigya Rora founder of PA Legal an intellectual property law firm in India and our guest for today is Mr Tarun Khurana he is the fa- partner of Khurana and Khurana he has been my mentor throughout my journey and i am super excited to have him on my show welcome Tarun sir on the show Great, great, Prigya. Thank you so very much, and uh, it's always been a pleasure to stay in touch with you. And um, I remember my days when we were working <laughs> together for several years. And uh, great to see you growing, and great uh, to be a part of the session as well. Thank you so much, sir. So my initial starting point in my career has been you. Whatever I am today is because of you. And with these words, I'll ask my first question, which is: Can you tell us your life story and how did you become the person you are today? So I come from a very um, straightforward, humble background. Uh, my parents, my father was in the Indian Air Force, so we were. I did my education in government schools all across the country, and uh, did, did my engineering thereafter. Did my masters from Bitspilani thereafter. Did my MBA and my law together. My MBA was from IIM Lucknow and did my law thereafter. And uh, ever since uh, I think I came out of college and was working with software companies. Um, innovation filing of um, uh, you know thinking of ideas was an activity that most of these companies did prompt and uh, encourage and and therefore i was a part of certain patent processes and portfolio developments as part of being in those companies and then thereafter thought uh, um, uh, it appropriate to um, you know try and sort of scale up a practice and see how things move out and therefore i joined a law practice based out of delhi for about a year or so and basically to just understand how things are on ground reality how patent uh, prosecution and drafting is to be done and then did a fair about of about 40 50 patent drafts in about a year and then decided uh, to see if we can um, try and scale up our own practice and uh, see how uh, how thing how entrepreneurship is and and how you've started uh, a few years back is when i started off in 2008 um, with my, me and my uh, father and uh, both of us our founding partners both of us Fortunately, our first generation entrepreneurs in that sense, and um, we've, we've been uh, glad to be where we are today. Wow, sir. Awesome. Now a team of 220 and once upon a time you were two people. I, I'm sure it would feel great and honored at this point of time in life. Uh, so, sir, uh, today's podcast is basically focused on how we can start our own practice, build up, scale up and things like that. So let's take take our viewers from along a journey like I think uh, like when I started up I had a lot of fear in my mind that how will I do how will I leave my job and how will I start up my own practice so I think it all starts with that what are your takes or take on how to start up or what if people are just thinking that they should start up what should do they uh, think in there and process further so I think quite a few things are very important uh, when you're starting up. Um, one, um, the most important in how is how much can you suffer um, in continuity? I think that is what is very important because, um, you know, at least from my little experience of the last 14 years of having grown as completely from scratch where we used to you know put the shutter down for our office and put it up again in the morning and and sort of be all alone trying to, um, uh, you know, do business development and then also maintain an Excel sheet of 
whatever few invoices were being raised to try and see if we can get a few people which obviously we couldn't afford and therefore cost was a big issue so i think one very very critical ingredient is that you have to be perseverance oriented we have you have to be and that that perseverance has to be very consistent a lot of people think that yeah, they are very hard working and they'll probably do it for a month two month about a year and then perhaps realize that it is too much and revenue is not coming in because in the domain that we are you know where prosecution is a fair bit of the practice um, you know most of your whatever you whatever you learn perhaps in the first few years at least that is how it was for us uh, was getting reinvested back as official fees uh, as government fees back into the patent office so there was very little that we could actually make in the first 3 4 5 years because that churning around was so much because while you were growing up year on year your official fees was also growing up but that official fees was coming only about 3 to 4 months down the line from the client side and therefore uh, while you were growing you were not making anything out of the whole exercise mm -hmm. and uh, therefore consistency is very critical you have to be uh, you know uh, very very consistent every day come at a defined time go at a defined time just repeat it again you know you may want to do business development by sending out a few hundred emails a day or add people on linkedin or whatever the usual business development strategies are but you know the response is so minimal that if you actually take it to your heart and start feeling bad about it i don't think things would take forward you have to come back with the same zeal in spite of every day being a low day compared to the previous day and come back and do it and do it and then repeatedly do it and um, you know tirelessly essentially ensure that uh, you know the efforts are not minimized at all the second point is you have to be absolutely independent you you as a professional i think when you are starting a law practice the intent should be that you should have that capability to be able to independently handle the project when it comes because yeah. if you are a professional who probably uh, is a uh, very strong on the legal side but on, on from an ip perspective not technically strong enough then doing patent work on your own will become very difficult you know and and even if you do it it will not be up to the mark and therefore you will rather lose reputation than gain it in the market and that is not good um, in the first few years at all you know in fact not good any time for that matter so it's very important that you do not depend on non founders or for people who you whom you are hiring or bringing on board as non partners to do the work Correct. because then you'll always be dependent on them so i think if these two things are there that you can do the work yourself even if you were just doing trademark but but if you're a good lawyer and understand trademark practices and procedure and can sort of guide advise file respond do opposition the whole life cycle you should be able to do it yourself and only then is when you will be able to scale up because otherwise you'll always have dependence on others and because retaining talent is very difficult for initial yeah. a few years and people always usually employees would like to work with bigger firms with with more um, you know firms with there's more cushion around where saturdays are off where things are more comfortable where you know basically life is more comfortable uh, you have to ensure that you are fully sufficiently working together and these two or three things are very critical from my perspective yeah. very very rightly said i think um, first year like when i started for me the first year was like that only i didn't know how much money i earned but all of it where it go that also i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know so i think but yeah as we grow do things get better and what is the, I, 
is there a tipping point which comes or it is it like uh, a stagnant steady growth or is it a exponential growth yeah, to, to my perspective growth is pro- is always proportional to how how much hard work you put in yeah and not just hard work as in you know donkey hard work mm. not not smart work is what i would say but but there is there is no replacement there is you know irrespective of how smart and innovative you might be if you are not putting in about 12 to 14 hours a day scaling mm. up in a practice which is not just ip any legal non legal any social media venture any digital mm. marketing practice whatever it might be it will be extremely difficult if you are thinking that you know that entire mentality will be that you know i'm working 8 hours and while i'm an entrepreneur they both of them just can't go sync you know in sync with each other at all you have to be slogging yourself for years and years and with a very clear intent that yeah you know at the end of the day where is your margin coming in from where is profitability there what kind of client should you target what age are you because when i started i was 24 so i had a lot to play i had to act more matured because i didn't have much experience relevant experience in ip just about 10 to 12 months as i said with another law firm so i didn't have much to and with you know 24 years nobody takes you seriously particularly large companies so whatever and whosoever is taking you seriously you have to ensure that you do strong good work that is recommendable and can they can, they can refer you to additional clients but uh, more than that do consistent hard work of 12 to 14 hours if i were to quantify that every single day for at least 4 or 5 years you know that's the kind of time frame that i would put across and be smart because you should know where your revenues are coming in from what kind of clients because if you're working only for startups where you're getting for example just a facilitator fee of 10000 rupees and that too comes after 6 to 8 to 12 months or so you know you it neither would it be exciting neither would it keep you motivated enough that there's so much of drafting quality that you are investing in but you are not getting the right value for it so you have to be and then you have to focus on international clients foreign clients international entities because that's where perhaps more margin comes in from yeah. as well so that balance in terms of how much to travel where to travel because traveling also incurs cost and you don't want to be in a situation where you know you are taking a loan or you are sort of asking for funding etc because You, that's not the norm and that probably will dilute the whole because if you if you right. take a funding of a few lakhs or even a cr for 20 30 40 percent of a stake at the end of the day you will for, for all your life be minting money for somebody else at the end of the yeah. day so i think it's very important that the client selection happens and that that depends because if i if i were to start a firm now i would probably probably have very little of my focus on startups and individual clients right. and but at that time startups were the saviors and therefore i did a lot of events and i used to go and speak and on start yeah. because there were very few firms in uh, in india that were doing that level of targeting and therefore mm-hmm. i thought there was more bigger focus there educational institutes were just attempting to develop portfolios so that was another area that we focused upon because while the fees was low at least there was volume that we could bank upon and i knew how to draft two applications a day maybe three a day Uh, you know whatever that number was right. so i was never dependent on anybody else to sort of do the work and therefore were, was always able to sort of manage it accordingly yeah so as you said like because times have changed and we have options like we can uh, you know make a 
a base price for us that below this price we would not no not go for drafting or we'll not uh, file a FAR response below this price. Do you think that is also a good strategy because then we'll be able to focus on clients with whom we want to work and well, not I on the clients uh, where cash flow is not coming. So I, I, I think very differently, you know, and I'm being brutally honest because these are, you know, things that I have learned. So whatever I'm saying is my personal perspective, nobody yeah. else may sort of find it, uh, you know, maybe relevant for them in that sense. But for me, there is never a base price. I'm very happy to work. I have done patent drafting initially on for the, for the one of my first clients was a company based in uh, Delhi, um, which was um, a company called Root Guru, which is no longer there. Um, and we, I drafted about two applications for them at about 5,000 rupees an application. And I look at, you know, again, very personally speaking, I don't look at what is the best bare minimum. If I were to work with an IIT, which, or even with sales, Correct. limited, but the name is big enough for hmm. me to get a good reference point and for me to be able to use that name for all my perpetuity that we have represented them, I will not look at the cost for instance. Correct. I will also not look at the cost if I were to work for a startup that I feel and I feel very connected to the idea. Yeah. In that and that they probably may become very big. Uh, I would also not hesitate to work for individuals who have a good, um, uh, you know, academic background and uh, financial otherwise matters solely now at this particular stage. But fortunately that we have a team of about 100, 120 people that their dra drafting is being done by you know, people with varied experiences, you can always have a, a, a lower, relatively lower experience person representing um, a, a more cost, you know, conscious client right. for that matter. But even initially on, even if I were to do it on my own, I would look at whom I wo I'm working for. And if I feel excited about it, I would not hesitate at all. Yeah. Uh, and what even for free for that matter because if that person is going to eventually file a PCT and go to 20 countries, I would rather work for a client like like uh, like that rather than a client which probably may only file an Indian application or maybe 20 of them as a startup and never mm -hmm. go outside. So yeah. all, of, all of those are parameters that you consider, but surely never a 10,000 rupee or a 15 or a 30 yeah. or a 50,000 rupee base below which you will not come. I have never been of that sorts. Yeah, so the idea was ask, for asking this question was like how to choose clients. Like, is it on the base price? But you have already told us about the parameters and I, I think that works very well. Like we should have, like as lawyers, we should also have freedom to choose our clients instead of, you know, any any person coming to us and for every person we are working. So I think that was the whole idea behind it. Correct. Uh, uh, you know, for the moment, I think the last 14 years, even though we work with some of the biggest entities now for drafting and yeah. we have perhaps been ranked by managing IP as the highest uh, PCT filing law firm for the last four or five years consistently. But I, I don't think we have said no to any client, Pragya being very honest, in the last 14 years. Uh, we've quoted and they have countered back and we have said, no, we would not be able to, but that's yes. not that we didn't, we refused to represent the client. And yeah, yes. obviously there's a conflict, but I always look at that particular client as giving me 10 other references rather than just look at that client. Correct. Absolutely. I only, my always view is that if I say no to him, any potential reference for him in perpetuity is also gone. Yeah. But if I say yes to him at a lower value, then all the references, if we do good work for him, then all references that might come from him for all time to come will sort of directly come to us and that is how you uh, yeah. because he may refer because there was somebody for example in the firm who went out and became an in-house counsel 
and I have many references of that nature, you know, whom we work with, whom we had good relationships with, they wanted to work with a corporate, they entered into a corporate and then we started working with them. So uh, antagonizing anybody saying that, you know, we will not be able to represent for whatever reason has never been at least the mindset here. And we both, but we obviously, you know, quote and they, if they counter back, we respectfully say that we will not yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, great. So, sir, uh, now, you know, let's discuss another tussle, which is like, should we go on hiring and building a team first or should we focus like, because individually, when we are at the starting stage, it becomes very difficult to decide, like, go full on in business development. If work comes, we do, do not have a team. So should we start with building a team or the process goes side by side, how to take that up? I think you have to balance it, uh, Pragya. It, it, because for the, I, from my experience, I think I became independent of operations uh, only about four or five years back. So for a good nine years in practice, and you can, I, yeah. I'm sure you can vouch for it when we were working with certain uh, US-based clients for drafting of applications. Uh, either I was drafting it with you and with other colleagues in the firm, or there was review happening, etc. So I think for the first five, six, seven, eight years, I was very heavily involved, but that heavy involvement was at not a hundred percent involvement. You know, it was very yeah. heavy like drafting application, but always at the back of the mind, I knew for the fact that maybe post lunch or for two hours or three hours every day, business development has to be done. It is, it cannot be one way or the other, you know, it, it has to be a balanced approach initially on maybe 70% operations and 30% so that you can control quality. You can control clients. Mm -hmm. You can bring them on board. You can make sure that, you know, you are the point of contact, et cetera. But once things start settling down is when your 70% eventually will come down to 30% and then perhaps may become 0% if, if things are very well planned in that sense. So at this moment, I'm glad to be in that scenario where my involvement is almost 0% on drafting or you know responses or operations per se. But there are a lot of other strategic matters on in litigation and uh, you know, on the infringement and other strategy aspects of companies that uh, you know I find very exciting work on. So... I, I think, therefore, uh, uh, going outright hiring will not be a good deal because then people will not see you as a person Correct. doing. So it's your firm's name will surely grow, but your name will only grow when you are the one corresponding. You are the one who gets referred yeah. and recommended. So it's very critical that for the first four, five, six years, you are the face of the firm, not just in terms of being a managing partner, yeah. but also very critically that you are the operations person for them to be a point of contact on. That's how you build a foundation and then you withdraw by hiring good people on board. Yeah, I think that is very, very important, especially for lawyers or professionals because people connect with people. People will speak to us and they'll understand that does this person possess knowledge of patents? Will they able be uh, will they be able to draft our application or prosecute it well? If they are giving us international application, they'll vouch on the person who is actually Absolutely. conversing with them. So I think that is very very important in that sense too. Absolutely, Absolutely. and in fact, uh, you know, it will it will be a gradual because now that it's been fourteen years, I when I look at it from a back backward perspective, I th think that there was never an instance where a client four or five years in the last four or five years they ever told me Darun, why are you not drafting yeah because they, they've realized that this firm has gone through that cycle and evolved to a level where perhaps maybe Tarun is not drafting for certain matters it's it's not that he's withdrawn but he's a very active member of the practice but there are other areas that might require attention of a of a partner or of a managing partner which is perhaps of 
you know, a size of maybe two, 220 people or whatever that it might be. So I think then people also realize, but if you do that from the very beginning in the first five years itself, then there'll be a disconnect as to why, you know, it's, it is Prigyarola's mm -hmm. law firm and why Prigyarola is not the one who's in the loop, you know, why is everything Absolutely. getting, you know, shelved off to somebody else. So it's very important that you're doing it for the first uh, few years. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is very, very important uh, because the person needs to be connected. They can't this create <laughs> like I, I have never seen a person giving work to a law firm just uh, and without knowing who the partner is or who is drafting oh, that. So the, the work comes to the firm only on your name at the end of the day. Yeah. After a while, you know, if you've scaled up, etc., then people will understand that why you are not doing it. But, but for the first, but the but the work will still come because even at this moment, while there is a business development team and other partners in the firm, I think I safely can say that about seventy percent is coming through. You know, uh, one or two people who probably have been very integral to the firm from the very uh, beginning itself. Uh, other than that, you know, a lot of referral comes because of the the firm does good work, etc. But that one or two people who are very clear founders have to be very th cutthroat in terms of, uh, you know, being uh, involved. And then as you scale, you focus on higher value clients and higher volume clients, etc. Yeah. But never lose sight of or never dilute, um, you know, the attention that the startup requires at the same time. That balance has to be maintained. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So now let's discuss about the hiring star strategy. Like when we first time hire people, what are the aspects we have to look the financial, the non-financial, all the aspects that we need to consider while hiring. So I think uh, we made a few mistakes initially on, and I think we learned very significantly from them as well. I think cost was an aspect that uh, we always felt uh, was important as a parameter. But as we matured up, and, and I think after about three or four years of our existence, focus was always on quality, even from day one. But again, uh, you know, cost was a parameter and always when you compromise on cost, you are, you are sort of compromising on quality in one way because the quality members would not apply at Correct. that cost bracket, you know, so you would not know, you would think as if, you know, you are, it's an open position, but you know, at a given CTC, there'll be a lot of people who will not apply. And those are the people you mm. would not even know because they've never applied. So I think when I look at it, the hindsight, um, uh, there has to be a balance. Obviously, outrightly, you cannot uh, have heavy packages flowing in and then suddenly there's not enough work. And also you have to set expectations, very categorical that you have to draft, say, an X number of applications because very hypothetically, if you are charging 25,000 an application and if there are 10 applications a month that that person is able to do, and therefore as a result of it, you are able to perhaps make a billing of 2,50,000, but if that person itself is about half that compensation or 60% of that compensation, then the firm makes very little margin to play with. And when right. I say to play with, it's not margin that the partner would keep and keep his profit, but you need an amount to reinvest back in terms of business development, infrastructure, better facilities, laptops, you know, there are, these are expenses that are right. galore and official fees for that matter, which is also an investment for three months. So you're losing all your interest, et cetera, on that. So um, I think it is very important to manage the cost, get sample projects done. I would heavily recommend that people yeah. do uh, assessment internships, which so better that people hire maybe not fresh one or two years, maybe from a different domain, because we've been, very lucky to have in the office location and you've experienced it yourself to have people who are living nearby who have 30, 40 years of experience, not in IP, but very core technical experience whom we bring on board and then train for six to 12 months. Yeah. And then about six months, they're as good as anybody else. 
and by virtue of them having 40 years of experience, their discipline, their focus, their intent, everything is fantastic, you know, in totality. Yeah. So you have to be out of the box while hiring. You maybe hire people fresh from college, do an assessment internship with them for three months. You pay them 5, mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20,000, whatever you think you can afford. But don't give them an offer. Essentially, evaluate them for three months. And if they, if you see that they have an intent, because intent is one thing that you can never you can never evaluate in an interview. So yeah. Unfortunately, evaluate how consistent he has been if he's changing jobs every six months out of the picture. You know, there's no question. Even in a year, there's no question if in the last five years, he, this is his fifth or, or the fourth job for that matter. Very difficult to, you know, evaluate. And perhaps for a startup, I'm saying, for the first yeah. five, six years to get on board such a person because when he will come on board and we'll realize that it's a small team of two, three people which are disconnected perhaps in you know, different offices will not even face to face. We saw a lot of trouble because of that because they wanted people to sort of talk to, to, uh, to discuss with then I and other core members were always tied up in, you know, 100 things that we were doing in parallel. So founders would never have time to socialize in the manner in which the employees would like them to socialize. Yeah. So it's very important that you get like-minded people set the expectations very clear that we are a small, small practice. We are very thorough in what we do. We are extremely hardworking. We want people who are very simple, matured. If you are a firm that if you are a, if you are a person who needs fancy office and a fancy building, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, we are not the firm. You have to be very clear about it from very beginning. Yeah. But as you grow and as you have more reserves to play with, then you should not compromise on the quality. Then the quality is all what matters because that person will do even 10, 15, 20 applications for biggest of the clients and would uh, never be compensated by a person who probably is the... Because if his work requires review, then your time is taken, 30, 40% of your time is evaporated out in reviewing. But if you yeah. would have paid him 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 15 lakh rupees, whatever, you know, uh, an X amount extra than what um, a regular person would essentially require, that review time, I, I always look at it from that perspective, and yeah. at, at least at this moment. If he can eliminate me from the review, he's a great guy to bring on board. Correct, absolutely. I think it is so important now that I realize, okay, if I do not have to review a draft and a person, I can hold that draft and send it to the client. I feel so privileged. I save a lot of time because sometimes review also, you know that review also take as much time as drafting the application. Takes, and in fact, it develops more frustration, Prigya, because if the person on board is not doing a good job and if he's um, making fundamental issues of antecedent basis or his English, then you are, you know, you are, your mind is different because then you will have to first, for a guy like me, I had to cancel the whole draft, yeah. rewrite it. And that rewriting process is, is, is under the emotion of anger and frustration. Yeah. Which, which unnecessarily disturbs your health and unnecessarily has a long-term because all of these aspects have a long-term health impact. Mm -hmm. We cannot say that, you know, that the stress that we carry right now, we are able to manage it. You would never know. But at the end of the day, the body will react to these things. So yeah. you have to look at it very holistically. And I'm saying it now. I obviously, you know, didn't know all of this at all earlier. And you are probably yeah. surely more privileged, you know, in that sense that you worked with a, a practice for good years and then you know how client handling is to be done. I never knew all of that at all. You know, I have, when we filed our first patent application, there was no online filing in 2008. You had to go to yeah. the patent office. And when we used to go and file one application a day, physically, <laughs> of which you have prepared that application in 10-15 days, that itself used to be a big achievement, yeah. which is not even a billable task. 
and now we are filing almost about 30 40 a day or whatever that it might be and uh, those days uh, you know seem to be completely irrelevant now for that matter yeah. so i think you very important to get right people on board but very critical to get simple people on board Absolutely. even if they are not very relevant to that experience but if they are simple and mature they will not disturb your ecosystem they will be focused Mm-hmm. and that is very critical i think if people are smart enough and if they act as a smart as for that matter it will become very difficult to handle them so my first preference and till date nobody in the firm has we hired where i have not taken an interview because i need that mm-hmm. that emotional connect with the person uh, to ensure that he is not acting over smart or will not be somebody who will not gel into the culture because otherwise the culture of the firm completely you know gets deteriorated if one wrong person comes in absolutely and this is so true uh... Uh, you're speaking of employees now i think of my interns as well one intern comes and he'll disbalance the whole ecosystem and i i'm like you can take the certificate and go but it's very difficult for you to stay here and you can imagine as you will have more uh, and you will have more uh, people on board when your team is 50 to 100 people then is a so it's a complex ecosystem because when we were five people like for example five mm-hmm. six people that kind of team that you carry right now we were all in a table and having lunch across yeah you know we were not virtual everybody was there so you knew everybody i was, i know everybody in the firm even now but i can't i have my lunch alone for that matter you know so i don't have that personal personal connect mm. surely is there but you know that face to face connect and how are you and your father's name and your mother's <laughs> uh, birthplace all of that i knew till we were 30 40 50 because every day lunch was together so that bond was but as you scale that bond also slightly you know slightly yeah. dilutes in that sense yeah. and you have to work with it and and still make sure that the people on board are connected with you and you do your events together and you motivate them enough etc etc Mm-hmm. what should i say you know it's a topic for you know, you know an hours to talk about yes yeah, so sir we'll now quick, quickly discuss because i think this is the interesting one you have seen so many law firms grown in the past year so what do you think are the general mistakes what people do and how they can avoid them or what skills they can develop to avoid them i don't think i i am the right person to say what wrongs have they done maybe uh, uh, you know th- there are three or four things that can essentially go wrong one is the attitude of the entrepreneur himself you know because yeah. i've seen a lot of people who probably lift themselves up as they are growing from ground you know i think that is the biggest mistake that somebody can do uh, you know if you start differentiating clients based on you know that small client big client an individual entity etc you are out of the picture you know you are not relevant to them at all and you will not see it immediately but over a period of time you will see that you know you are not uh, there as you you have to have that extreme level of passion that you had on day one at it and it is not just a matter of play you know you have to have it you have to be concerned you have to think about this all your like you can have a team of 10 20 30 people but if your intention is to scale up and be one of the top notch firms etc there is no moving away from you know you are on a vacation that you know you are check your emails can i ever imagine not checking my emails <laughs> one day you know my clients will feel as if i'm late so if i don't reply back in 24 hours the reminder comes in 6 hours so you have to stay very relevant you have to be grounded 
you cannot outsource everything outsource as in offshore or sort of delegate everything there has to be a face to the firm you have to go to attend events uh, events and conferences and uh, speak at as many events as you can speak from your experience and you can only speak from experience when you've done that work yourself yes. you cannot hear from your other people and say that okay i will say that you it will never be from the heart uh, you know for that matter so big mistakes stay grounded very very important make, make make sure that there is that you don't antagonize anybody you know if he wants to leave let him leave but with a lot of respect if he wants the client is not comfortable working always clients you know one in a hundred that may not be comfortable with you you know as a person right. you hold your hands and say that i'm so sorry for the trouble and then you leave them but if you have a attitude that gets developed or if you say that no i am now just going to sort of work from home and my whole team will come to office and things will happen automatically i personally don't think that's a very long way of doing it one second you have to focus on the right side of clients if you are only focusing on foreign clients maybe as a strategy it may be good but to me it's a very short term strategy you have to represent the balanced set of clients which yeah. are able to give all types of works all streams of work and then you grow your practice with the right set of people i think at the end of the day people you know mr wake and you know mr jan etc you know who have been with us for 10 12 years they are pillars you know and mm -hmm. uh, without them i can't imagine um, uh, my life uh, having sort of uh, the firm having grown and we having evolved as a team at all so i think take care of your team check their well being even if they are in chennai or even if they are in bangalore you know if you are traveling in a, in a flight you have a whatsapp you connect with them say how are you doing you know on a whatsapp or when on a flight nothing is connected to the internet but if you write a whatsapp to 100 people that you know or can think of and everybody will be sent soon on the internet gets connected you at least would they would instantly know that this guy was thinking about me yeah and if you do that connect with them stay grounded are happy with everybody make sure that nobody is antagonized unnecessarily and your policies are friendly and consistent and you're flexible in life in general i think things will take care of themselves wow awesome i think these are small small aspects but so important otherwise it's very important to stay connected like what what the employees are feeling or what what my clients are feeling today about me so it's absolutely it's Uh, important to stay connected. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Yeah. So, sir, now we discuss something about you, and these are three quick questions. Uh, about you. First is three things you are grateful for. So, I think one is always grateful for the family uh, that uh, you know your parents. Uh, I think there is nobody who probably can be grateful for anything more uh, than uh, the kind of parents that uh, they respectively have. I second is uh, you know the current family with everybody involved your daughters your wife and everybody I think unless you have that balance maintained in family then I very it'll be extremely hard I'm not saying entrepreneurs will not be successful but it'll be harder for them much harder for them mm -hmm. to become successful because there'll be a lot of stress on the other side but if your parents are well taken care of and your family is well taken care of and everybody is in a happy state and everything is balanced. you can focus with so much more energy and confidence in the work that that efficiency will never be uh, matchable to anybody who probably had you know some disturbance in the family so i think very grateful to family and your parents and and at the end uh, to your uh, friends and colleagues work colleagues uh, nobody can scale up on his own you know i can't uh, imagine um, scaling up more than 10 people or 12 if i were the only one who was running the whole show unless you have 
you know, good 10, 30, 20, 40, 50 colleagues who are very strong pillars who can independently scale the practice. The Pune office is taken care of by an ex-person, Mumbai office by another person and your other office by another person. Then is when you can scale up. Otherwise, so you are managing, uh, you know, and disturbing your health, the more uh, you are... Uh, uh, sort of uh, stressing yourself out. So I think grateful for these things, everything else is a byproduct, I would say. Now, two traits that you think are useful for a professional career. I think I, I indicated those two traits very beginning, hard work, <laughs> nobody beats it. And then don't be dependent on anybody else. You wow. should have that, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying dependence only from an operational standpoint. I'm saying as a whole, you have to be that person who can talk to clients who can go into a meeting with not knowing anybody and do business development, do operations, manage your accounts, do your business development, and at the same time, maintain your mental well-being. Because if <laughs> your mind blows in this process, then uh, nobody is to blame. So you, you should be dependent. <laughs> Absolutely important. Now, one aspiration you have for the future. I think I keep only short-term objectives in mind. Uh, I, obviously, the intent is to grow the practice, um, uh, you know, horizontally and vertically, perhaps in other offices outside India and also horizontally diversify it. So there's no aspiration, aspiration that I want a Ferrari in 10 years or so. <laughs> uh, but uh, surely, uh, you know, uh, I think if everybody's together, uh, I, my aspiration would surely be that the whole team is intact, uh, that everybody, and also perhaps that includes the fact that we work together someday yeah. again. You know, all of those are small aspirations that you always, you never want to let go of strong colleagues who whom you can emotionally connect with. And then as a part of all of that, when everybody's connected, the firm is bound to grow. You know, nobody, yeah. stops, nobody can stop that to happen. Absolutely. So, sir, any final thoughts that you want to give to our audience before we conclude? No, I think this is uh, where, uh, Pragya, I think, uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. But my whole uh, focus uh, was... To ensure that everybody should work hard, uh, you know, it, it uh, that is the only way somebody can grow and make sure that you have a holistic idea that, you know, you are open to hearing from other people. You should not yeah. think that, you know, my way is the only way that is correct. You know, should be open, try to understand and try to speak less. And, you know, these are things that everybody mm -hmm. says, but it is, they are very true. The yeah. lesser you speak and the more you uh, hear from others, there'll be more to learn. If you're right. speaking, there's no learning happening at all. So if, you, if you're in a crowd, I would love to ask them 10 questions rather than them asking me 10 questions. Yeah. But then I, because if, it, if the podcast was the other way around, mm -hmm. I would have would wanted to understand how you are growing and how your journey has been and correlated with how I was. Because yeah. that will give me a good idea in terms of my benchmarking or where or what wrong we did and perhaps learn from it or apply it wherever in the future that such scenario comes in. And mm -hmm. then we have other initiatives. I'm an investor in various startups and I we have a few other portals and domain names also that I take care of. So they're all in different stages of growth, you know, and it's very important uh, that, we, that we learn from experiences that we read and we hear from people who are inspiring and, and sort of imbibe it and implement those things. Wow, awesome. Thank you so much, sir, for your time and your willingness to share. I know for you, taking out this one hour would be extremely difficult, the kind of schedule you have. And thank you so much for giving me your time. Not at all, Pragya. Uh, uh, it was wonderful. And I hope you should do a reverse podcast someday as well on you. So that uh, you know, we can uh, understand and learn from how because these are great ideas that you're working with as well, and uh, it's great for your visibility and for uh, you know for 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 your presence and visibility in general. So 
do a reverse one i'm happy to moderate that session out to you <laughs> thank you so much i'll probably do this soon <laughs> take care god bless you uh, thanks for having me hey there thank you for attending today's session if you enjoyed today's session do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend my name is prigya arora doctor of inspiring parents alumna faculty kharagpur engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur and now founder of pl legal where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property thank you